Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and it is Tuesdays on Wednesday. Very busy week uh, for the uh, for the gang here. Stu, uh, welcome. Dave, how you doing? I'm, I'm good, and, and here, here's our promise for everyone who listens to the podcast. This will be our last Ted Lasso reference because the uh, season finale was Friday. Uh, what did you think of it, Stu? I actually haven't got to it yet, so uh, so it's on the to-do list. Uh, but I did see the guy in the Globe and Mail defended it this morning. Defended the whole season, actually, uh, John Doyle. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was a really uh, really strong finish. So not to give you a little bit of a teaser without giving it completely away, um, it's sort of the equivalent of a uh, a wealthy benefactor is going to fund me to start the uh, dividend fund. Okay. Uh, to compete with you, so uh, <laughs> so so you can. You, you can probably see that coming, but uh, speaking of uh, speaking of dividends and uh, something that uh, that a lot of investors uh, watch uh, for dividends are uh, Canadian banks. Uh, one of the things that we see each quarter is that the U.S. banks uh, report first ahead of the Canadian banks. First U.S. bank reported this morning. Uh, J.P. Morgan, pretty strong numbers. Uh, when, when you when you look at uh, what you're seeing out of the U.S. banks. How do you compare them to the Canadian banks, and how are the markets looking at these these two different banking sectors? Well, it's interesting. In in the United States, uh, the U.S. banks have done extremely well. Like our banks have, have had a have had a very solid year, but the the financial sector in the United States has been has been very strong as people uh, pulled forward uh, in their in their minds. So, and by pull forward, I mean that the multiples have expanded. Uh, to around 13 or 14 times earnings in some instances. Uh, so they've pulled forward the excitement over uh, the eventuality of higher interest rates and uh, the accompanying loan growth that will likely come as this uh, this Delta virus wave uh, subsides. And, um, you know, so when you look at JP Morgan, they do everything. Uh, it, is the, it is the grocery store of financial services. So it does provide a pretty good insight across uh, every business. Uh, so... You know, to the two things that uh, you know, people are interested, their commentary on net interest income was, I would say, in line to slightly positive, uh, you know, giving people the idea that we, you know, likely have seen the worst of the the uh, the, NIMX, the net interest margin uh, contraction. So, you know, that was a slightly positive. The commentary on loan growth was, uh, I would say, modestly positive that they're starting to see some. The capital markets businesses were extremely strong, in particular advisory, which uh, it was above expectations, but still expected to be quite strong. Trading business was in line. Uh, you know, it was just a very solid report. Uh, stock is trading off a little bit, uh, but it had been quite strong into the numbers. So you know, I don't think there's anything here that really changes the long-term investment case on JP Morgan. You know, the one thing that is interesting that, uh, you know, our team has been discussing today is you know, some banks in Canada would have had, you know, for a long period of time through the middle of the decade, the same multiple as J.P. Morgan. Yeah. And um, and today our Canadian banks sit, uh, you know, kind of within within uh, the middle, maybe a little bit uh, above average, but but not nearly at the levels that the U.S. banks are trading at. So, you know, Canadian banks still down in the 10, 11, 11 and a half, 12 times earnings, depending on whether or not you're looking at uh, 2022 or 2023 earnings. So that gap has widened out uh, between uh, U.S. banks and Canadian banks, uh, which, uh, in our minds, is uh, is somewhat interesting. Yeah. Now, uh, now, now, my boss says that uh, the reason for that is that I, I need to work a bit harder. 
but uh, <laughs> that's that's probably an exaggeration. But I I, I get his point. But uh, in in ter- is is I, I read a, a an analyst report this morning um, that was talking about uh, that the the some of the, the 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 potential regulation and tax changes in Canada that that's putting some of that pressure on on the Canadian banks. Is is there anything to that, or or you think it is just it's just the market looking at you know where where the bank's been, where it's going, and 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 the U.S. banks have just had had further to come back. Uh, well, yeah, I don't want to go searching uh, for a solution in a, in inside of a problem or anything like that. I do think there has been some discussion around uh, some of the higher taxes that Canadian banks might might uh, receive, but I don't really think that's been the main focus. Uh, you know, I think there's a couple of things. You know, domestically, the energy sector has been really strong. So that has drawn some capital domestically away from uh, some stocks towards towards energy. That hadn't happened in some time. Yeah. So, you know, that's one factor. That's one factor in play. And then to your point on regulation, and uh, we expect to see this sometime in the fall. Uh, you know, eventually Canadian banks are going to be allowed to buy back stock and be allowed to increase their dividends. And that happened some time ago in the United States. Uh, they they have been freer to buy back stock because we all know that, you know, banks generate capital every day. Um, yep. So, you know, that capital is being warehoused on the balance sheets in Canada right now, which is not a, a particular concern to a long-term investor, but in the United States, it's certainly found its way to some share buyback. Excellent. Well, it, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one to watch. The uh, we, we talked last week uh, about the earnings season uh, for for the U.S. and Canada and some of the expectations uh, there. So the banks uh, are in the U.S. are off this week. Uh, you've got lots of big companies over the next three weeks who will be reporting. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll we'll keep checking in on that. And Stu's comments are on the record. Uh, if you go back to, uh, to to last week's podcast, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens as uh, as we move forward in terms of uh, of Canadian banks and whether those value valuations start to narrow again. Uh, or whether we uh, whether we stay at this point, but uh, Stu Cadwell, co-head of North American Equities at RBC Global Asset Management, is an expert in this area. So uh, so that's why we always check in with him on on banks and the banking sector. Stu, you're on the move today, so we'll uh, we'll we'll let you get going. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks, Dave, and thanks to everyone who's listened. This recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management Inc for informational purposes only, and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment, or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.